Welcome to Kingdom Living Ministries, where our vision is knowing God, loving people, and making disciples. We trust this week's message will be a blessing to your life. Enjoy the teaching ministry of KLM. So let's dive into this word. We're talking about faith in our faith series, the algorithm of faith. We talked about what algorithm means. It's a process or a set of rules to be followed in, in a calculation of other problem-solving operations, specifically in computers. It's also a set of rules or set of instructions designed to perform a specific task. It's a set of instructions to, designed to perform a specific task. So as you think about faith, we said that faith is a spiritual force. It is a grace. It is a, this, it's a gift from God. Faith in the simplest form is faith is acting upon the word of God. So when we take the word, we hear it and act upon it, then we're operating in faith. Everything in the Christian journey, on the Christian journey, hinges on faith. All of the promises of God hinges on faith. So we need faith to access what grace has accomplished. Grace accomplished our salvation. Grace accomplished our healing. Grace accomplished our deliverance. Grace accomplished us to have peace with God, the peace from God, the peace of God. Grace accomplished for for the direction of our life, for us to receive direction, grace accomplished that we can have receive the Holy Spirit. Everything we do in the Christian faith, we receive it by faith. And as we look at Hebrews, let's go over to Hebrews, our text. Our text is Hebrews 11. And let's take a look at this. Hebrews chapter 11, reading out of the New King James Version. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it, or by faith, the elders obtain a good report, a good testimony. By faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are are visible. By faith, Abel offered to to God a more excellent sacrificed than Cain, through which he obtained witness that he was righteous. God testifying of his gifts, and through it, he being dead still speaks. By faith, Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death and was not found, because God had taken him. For before he was taken, he had this testimony that he pleased God. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. By faith, Noah, being divinely warned of things not yet seen, moved with godly fear, prepared an ark for the saving of his household, by which he condemned the world and became heir of righteousness, which is according to to faith. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out into place, to the place which he, he would receive as an inheritance. He went out and not knowing where he was going. By faith, he dwelled in the land of promise, as in a foreign country, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he waited for the city that was his foundation, whose builder and maker is God. By faith, 
Sarah herself also received strength to conceive seed, and she bore a child when she was past the age, because she judged him faithful who had promised. Therefore, from one man, it goes on. So we see, as we look at the book of Hebrews, specifically Hebrews 11, we see that by faith, these men and women please God. So faith is something that you cannot get away from. As long as, and, and, and I, I do hear, and I've read some scholars believe that Jesus is the object of our faith, and I do hear that. And in some sense, that is true. Like I said before, there are different elements or different dimensions of faith, different facets of faith is a better way of looking at it. Faith is also a statement of beliefs. Faith is, you know, what it takes to stand righteous before God. But then there's the functionality of faith or the law of faith. And that's what we're focusing on, how to use your faith, how to operate in faith. We forget, like we talked last week, we love by faith, we pray in faith, we sleep in faith, we eat in faith, we walk and live and swim. Every arena is, is by faith. Faith is this powerful force. And we know from Romans chapter 12, verse 3, it says, everyone has been dealt a measure or the measure of faith. And it's up to you and I to do something about our faith. Don't stay where you are. But develop it. If you don't have the faith for a new house, develop the faith for the house. You have to start where you are, and you have to identify where you are. We see in the scriptures where, especially the Gospels, we see no faith, little faith, great faith. We see those different levels of faith. Then grow your level of faith. Don't just sit back and say, I don't have the faith for that. Do something about it. Do something about it. Romans 1, 16, 17, we talked about this. The just shall live by faith. So we're to live our life based on faith. The just shall live by faith. We live by faith. We live by the faith of the Son of God. Go over to Galatians, our other text. Galatians chapter 2. Galatians chapter 2, verse 20 says this. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. In the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So I am crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who lives, but Christ who lives in me. In the life that I now live in this flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God. So the life that I'm living, I'm living based on my, my faith in Jesus. It's not a dead faith. It's a living faith. It's an active faith. It's an operative faith. It's a, it's a faith that is functional, a faith that affects every part of my life, a faith that shapes my worldview. Come on. A faith that causes me to see beyond this life, despite my circumstances. I may find myself in a situation that is uncomfortable, but my faith will see me through. Glory to God. Your faith has to be priority. And I want to encourage you as your pastor and as a teacher in the body of Christ to increase your faith, to feed your faith every day, to grow your faith. Don't sit back and let life happen to you but you make life happen for you. You employ faith. God has given us faith 
so that we can use it for his glory. Glory to God. Glory to God. The preacher came over me. <laughs> so 2 Corinthians, let's go over there. 2 Corinthians, it's powerful, powerful passage that we looked at last week. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7 says, For we walk by faith and not by sight. We, we should be ever increasing in our faith. We walk by faith and not by sight. As we think about sight, we think about the five senses. We think about hearing, smelling, seeing, feeling, touching, and so forth. We, we're not to walk by those things. We should be moved by what we see. We've prayed about a situation, and we see the situation is that's the opposite of what we're believing for. Well, don't be moved by that. When the doctor gives you a bad report, don't be moved by that bad report. But take your place in faith and stand against the very thing that you want to change. Don't sit back in a hoping and a praying for something to change. Use your faith. And some of us, what we've done is we, we try to impress each other by saying, I believe I received that, or saying those right things. And, and, and that's somewhat okay, but mainly when I talk about using your faith, it's something that you're doing in the background. There's things that I'm believing for that I, I will never say publicly. Not because it's a thing of being shameful, but I don't have to tell everybody what I'm believing for. But, I, I'm, you know, you, you stand on the word of God privately and as well as publicly. I'm not telling you not to be, be, to be ashamed of that. But what I'm saying is sometimes people make the right confessions in, other, in front of other people and not making the right confessions in the back. There are, there are challenges that, we, and I said this last week, there are challenges that we have and we're going to face trials and we're going to go through some things. But I'm telling you, baby, that if you'll put your faith in God, God, God will see you through. He needs your faith. He requires your faith. The Bible says it is impossible to please God without faith. Let's go to 1 John chapter 5. We walk by faith and not by sight. Glory to God. We walk by faith. This, this should be part of our daily life. It's amazing to me to hear Christians, when they're going through, <laughs> what they really believe comes out. <laughs> They'll say the opposite. They'll say, the, you know, oh, we're going down. I'm going down. No, don't say that. No, I'm going up. I'm going up. If the prices of gas goes up, guess what? My money's going up. I'm going up with it. <laughs> Come on. I, I'm, I'm, I'm getting closer to God. I'm getting stronger spiritually. I'm getting stronger physically. I'm, I'm growing in God. I'm not going to stay the same. Kingdom Living Ministries is going up. There's no other place but to go but up. We're going up. We're increasing spiritually. We're increasing financially. We're increasing numerically. We're increasing in our influence. We're increasing in our favor. We're increasing in the leadership of the Spirit. We're increasing in prayer. Come on. That's the way things should be. Unfortunately, some Christians, they regress and they go backwards. First John chapter five, and let's look at verse four. It says, for whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. It is our faith 
that causes us to overcome. God is looking for some overcomers. Can I get some amen? God is looking for some overcomers. We're to overcome this life. Don't sit back and let the devil beat you up. Don't sit back and let him bully you. You do something about it. The Bible tells us to resist the devil and, and to stand firm against him. We're not sit back and... and, and I, that's where I have a problem when people want to blame God. Oh, whatever happens, it's the result of the Lord's will, and they sit back and let the devil destroy their life. Do something about it. Resist the devil. Come against him. Speak to him and command him to go. It says, submit yourself to God, therefore, and resist the devil. Sit back. Don't sit back and let the devil... Just have havoc in your life, but resist him. Put the devil in his place. I'm looking for a scripture. Put the devil in his place. First Peter, go over to First Peter chapter 5. First Peter chapter 5 in verse 8. It says, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Resist him, step fast in the faith, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. So here the Bible tells us resist him. You don't let somebody just steal from you. You resist that thief. You don't let anybody talk to your kids or have influence of your kids, the world over your kids. Resist the influence of the kids. Resist the influence of the world on your kids. Recently, we, we purchased, uh, back in September, we purchased phones for our children. And we, it was a way, because we changed companies, they offer us two free phones. And so we says, why not? But we realized the Lord spoke to my heart months ago and said, the devil is in your house. And I said, okay, how, how did he get in? Because the Bible tells us to give no place to the devil. He says, he's getting in those devices. Your children are being exposed to things through the games they play, through the YouTube. So my wife and I, last Sunday after I preached a message, the first part of this, we sat down with our children and we told them that they're no longer going to have their phones. We took the phones away from them. And I'm telling you, this week has been a week of peace. We've been more intentional with our kids we, we, we're actually even cutting back devices, um, you know, tablets and so forth, because we, we have a short amount of time to raise them up in the faith. And we don't want, let, God forbid, for, for us not creating an atmosphere for our children to, to learn the things of God, learn how to walk by faith, learn how to trust in the Lord, learn how to be godly men, and we don't create an environment. So we took the phones. And the TV broke a couple weeks ago. We did order a new TV. Thanks to Dave for hooking a brother up. He didn't buy it. He just kind of he did my, did my research for me a little bit. And, and made some recommendations. Say, hey, you think this is a good TV? And, and we got that coming this week. But I, I, I do. we have Christian movies. We, we have PureFlex. Thanks. Shout out to Mr. Baskerville for turning us on to PureFlex. PureFlex, but even with the Christian movies, we have to be careful about what, what's on them. And so we, we, we're trying to be, we, we're not trying, we are being intentional. So we are resisting the devil and creating an atmosphere 
that is greater in our house than the influence of our world. We know that the, the state is opening up. The youngest son just went to preschool, uh, pre-K. And so the influence, even though it's a Christian school, we're still mindful. The oldest one is going back to school in the fall, so we're preparing him. So we're thinking through those things and trying to create an environment so that everything possible with our faith that our children will not go to hell. Our children will not live for the devil one moment. They'll live for Jesus every, and that's what we're saying. That's what we're declaring, and that's what you got to do. You got to resist the devil with your children, with your body, with your money, with your, with your life, on your job. The devil is messing with you on your job. Speak the word of God over your situation and begin to declare and use your faith to overcome the trials that you're facing on your job. Don't sit back and let trials beat you up. Overcome them. Do what the Bible says. Count it all joy when you find yourself in the midst of a trial and seek the Lord for wisdom and he'll give you a strategy of how to overcome and how to use your faith. I'm preaching. Oh, all right. So the Bible tells us that we're to walk by faith and not by sight and we're to resist the devil, be vigilant, be sober because the enemy wants to devour us. We need to resist them and step fast in the faith. Resist the enemy. Stand against the enemy. Glory to God. Let's go to Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 6. None of this is in my notes. Ephesians chapter 6. We're talking about uh, the algorithm of faith, the, the systems and the set, the, the structures of operating a specific, to, to perform a specific task. What does it take to operate in faith? Ephesians chapter 6, we see that there is a list of the armor of God talking about us not fighting against flesh and blood, but against the, the devices of the enemy and against spiritual hosts and wickedness in heavenly places. Verse 16 says, above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. Let me tell you, you got to have faith. And you got to take the shield of faith and you got to guard against the darts of the enemy. The enemy throwing darts at you every, every side and make a decision to stand against them. The Bible tells us an earlier part of that passage, it tells us to have it done all to stand. Stand therefore, verse 14, stand therefore, uh, verse 13, latter part of 13 says, having done all to stand, to stand therefore. If you, do what you got to do to stand by faith. Glory to God. Galatians 2.20 tells us to walk, that we're to live by faith. We're crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, it's not I that live, but Christ that lives inside of me. Let's go back to Hebrews chapter 11. I'm preaching myself happy. Hebrews chapter 11, we're talking about the algorithm of faith and, and, and we're thinking through faith, the law of faith. How do we use this faith? Faith is acting upon the word of God. Hebrews 11 verse 1, for some, this has confused people because they believe that this is the definition of faith. Let's take a look at this. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Some believe that this is the definition of faith, but I want to submit to you today that this is not the definition of faith, but this is the description of what faith does. This tells us what faith does. In the Greek, it says, now faith gives substance. Faith gives substance to the things that we're hoping for. For it is the evidence of things not seen. 
this is not the definition of faith. This tells us what faith does. Faith is acting upon the word of God. That's one of the many definitions. There's many definitions of faith. And I, I say they all are correct. I'm talking about according to the Greek and the Hebrew and some of the other biblical languages. That is part of the faith. But a, a, a operative definition of faith is acting upon the word of God, you, acting on what you believe. Therefore, we believe, we speak. So faith gives substance to the things that we're hoping for. Faith gives substance. So we, that lets me know that hope is important. Hope is important. Hope is something that you need, you need to have in order for your faith to work. We're talking about the algorithm of faith. We need to think about what faith requires in order for it to work. Hope is, is the Bible hope, the definition of biblical hope is confident expectation is you're expecting something to happen. You ex the blessed Jesus return is called the blessed hope. We are expecting the return of Christ. We are confidently expecting for Jesus to crack the sky. What faith does, faith brings to pass the very thing that we're hoping for. Faith is the substance. Faith gives substance to the things that we're hoping for. So let's take some Bible, some Bible hope. What are some things that you're hoping for? A better job, peace of mind, some joy, some wisdom, strategies for your marriage, a marriage made and worked out, made in heaven, worked out on earth in a way that is glorifying to God, godly children, a job, a, perhaps you're single and your hope is for you, to, for you to get married one day. You can use your faith to believe for your spouse. I did. I'm telling you, it works. He's the same God. He shows no favor. There's no partiality. But he is a respecter of faith. He's not a respecter of person, but he is a respecter of faith. God, there are some people God is always moving for. What's the difference? Let's look at that person's development of their faith. And this passage tells us faith gives substance for things hoped for. You think about substance, the substance of this nice shirt that I have, right? The substance of it. What is the shirt made out of? Faith gives substance to the thing that I'm hoping for. So what are you hoping for today? A, a raise, okay? So faith will give substance to the thing that you're hoping for. It is the evidence of things not seen. Faith brings the invisible into visible. Faith brings the impossible into the possible realm. And so if you're believing for a spouse today, your hope is for a godly spouse. So you use your faith to bring that hope to pass. So base your scripture, say, Lord, I... I based on Mark eleven twenty four, 24, I desire a godly spouse. So I'm asking for you to bless me with a godly spouse, one that can compliment me and I can compliment them and we can fulfill the plan of God together. After you pray your prayer of faith, you find your scriptures, you pray your prayer of faith. Now you use your faith and you begin to declare 
and thank God for your godly spouse. Lord, I thank you for a godly spouse. I thank you, if you're a woman, I thank you that I, I am a good thing. I thank you that my godly spouse will find me in Jesus' name. I thank you, Holy Spirit, for ordering my steps right into their path where they can find me. You get your scriptures say, even as Isaac found his wife, I thank you that my husband will find me. If you're a godly man and you're looking for a spouse, Lord, I thank you for uh, a godly female spouse. Lord, I thank you for ordering my steps. I find a good thing. I thank you that I find a good thing. I begin to declare that and speak that over your life. There's something that happens when you speak by faith. Glory to God. Faith, this, gives, this is a description of faith. Faith gives substance to the things you're hoping for. So make sure you're hoping some things. You have your hope or you're believing or you're expecting some things that is based on the Bible. Then your faith can go to work. Let's talk about this. How does faith come? Faith comes by the word of God. Romans 10. Let's go over to Romans chapter 10. Glory to God. Romans chapter 10. And let's look at how faith comes. Don't get tired of me. Don't get tired of hearing this. I'm telling you, faith is something that you, you need to hear again and again and again and again. It's not something that you, faith does not come by having heard, but it comes by hearing. Romans 10 verse 17 says this. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. The connotation is that faith comes by hearing and 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 hearing. Now, having heard, faith comes by hearing, present tense. So if I want greater faith, I need greater hearing. The greater my hearing is the greater my faith. So if I can increase my hearing, I can increase my faith. Faith comes by hearing. So I need to hear. But it's not just any kind of word. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word by the word of God. It's an anointed word of God. ESV says by hearing the word of Christ, the anointed word of God, the anointed. So it's not just by anybody. It's not, you know, you can go because we're still in the pandemic. You can go through Facebook or YouTube or people's website and see their broadcasts. So it's not just hearing someone preaching the Bible or teaching the Bible. It's about hearing someone preaching and teaching the anointed Word of God. We know that the Word of God is anointed, but the, the, the person that's delivering the message must be anointed in order for faith to come. Come on. I'm talking better than you said amen. In other words, the preacher must be preaching the anointed Word of God. It must not be a word of doubt because, you know, there's some preachers who are preaching, but they're preaching doubt and unbelief. So that's not the Word of God. They're preaching the pure Word of God with the anointing of God. It actually says in the Greek, that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of Christ. Christ is, uh, the word for Christ is the anointed one. Christ, faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of the anointed one. I'm telling you, the anointing is important for faith to come. Today, I'm preaching under the anointing, and I'm preaching by faith into you. That I'm telling you, by faith, you can obtain the promises and the inheritance that God has made provision for. It, it takes anointed word for you to obtain faith. Faith doesn't just come by, by hearing someone quote some scriptures from the Bible and give a little pep talk. Faith comes by hearing the anointed word of God. Show enough word. 
word that's in sync with the character of God that tells us, listen, to, to, to preach about he's able is one thing, but to teach about he's willing is another. It, it releases faith. Faith comes by hearing. You can't pray for faith. You can't fast for faith. You have to hear. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. If you want to change your situation, you need to hear. If you, got, you need healing in your body, you need to hear faith preach about healing. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You, whatever area that you need faith for or to need to feed your faith on, that's the area you need to hear. To hear about God the provider, if you need some provision, that's what you need to hear. To hear about healing, this is why we put a great emphasis on healing scriptures. If you're sick, listen to healing scriptures. Listen to someone like a Kenneth E. Hagin reading healing scriptures. And those healing scriptures will get into you because they're believing what they're reading. It's not just reading some random scriptures about healing, but you want to you wanna hear from someone that's preaching and reading and, and, and talking the word of faith, the word of God. Faith does not come by praying. It comes by hearing. The greater the hearing, the greater the faith. Glory to God. All right, let's go to my last passage that we're talking about. Mark chapter 5. Mark chapter 5. The algorithm of faith. The algorithm of faith. There was a time, let me just testify to this. There was a time that I had a hard time with my speech. I, I was convinced that God did not call me to preach because I, I couldn't say certain words. I remember a time there was a, a word called milk. I couldn't say milk for the longest. And I found out recently I couldn't say mouse. It was hard for me to say mouse. There were certain words growing up that I had cha a challenge with. I went through speech therapy in, when I was in third grade, second grade, third grade, I think fourth grade. It was hard for me to say certain words. And today I stand before you as a testimony of the grace of God and faith in the grace of God that God has helped me. God has helped me. He has brought me a long way from a shy kid who couldn't talk, who barely talk, barely say a few words. I, I would get frustrated because I would try, be trying to communicate with my aunt, specifically my aunts, and try to tell them something. And they was like, what did you say, boy? <laughs> and, and, and I would get frustrated. So never mind, because I couldn't communicate. And so I'm telling you today, it took faith to get me to be able to speak just a little bit properly, you know, uh, right. Because I had, a, I had a bad stuttering problem. But God has set me free. The Holy Ghost took the chicken out of me. It was, a few years ago, I would never have shared that testimony. But I'm telling you with boldness, I stand before you. A man who was able to speak, a man who was challenged with reading, a man who was challenged, a boy, I was a boy who was challenged with reading, and the Lord has done great things. God has brought me from a long way. So don't tell me that this faith doesn't work. Yes, God did it, but it, I'm telling you, it was faith in God's word. Faith does not take away from God's greatness. It, it actually displays God's greatness. That's utterance. Faith displays God's greatness. God is glorified when we use our faith. So don't shrink back on your faith. Stir your faith up and begin to operate in it. Begin to understand it. Begin to study. If you need to understand books, 
and, and, and the sermons about it. Everybody preaching faith ain't preaching faith, if, the, if you know what I'm saying. I didn't say the word ain't. Uh, everybody's using the word faith and, and talking about faith is not really preaching faith. So I know some sure, sure enough men and women who are full of faith, who can encourage your faith. And, and, and I'm telling you, these are people that I listen to and that I'm encouraged by. It doesn't mean that I agree with 100% of what they preach, but I'm telling you, I, that, those are kind of things that I feed upon. Glory to God. Let's go to Mark chapter 5, and let's, let's end this sermon as we think about faith, as we talk about the algorithm of faith. There were been years ago that I couldn't say that word. And I'm telling you, God is good. God is to be glorified. God, I'm working on my PhD, and I'm telling you, God is good. God is good. You hear me? God is good, and it's through faith. And my mom used her faith. My dad used her faith, but I'm telling you, mainly my mom, she would speak the word of God. I, I, I dated a few women. I won't go say several. A few women before I got to my wife. But my mom was used her faith when I was a little boy. She said, you only marry God, a godly woman. You only marry the woman that God has for you. And I'm here to tell you that I'm married to Courtney Francis Scott Wright because of my mom's faith. I honor my mom this morning. I said, it's because of my mom's faith that I have my wife. I, I could have married some sluzzy, I'm sorry, some, some, some woman that was ungodly, some woman who took advantage of me, but I got a godly wife because my mother used her faith, and when I got older, I lined up with what she had been saying for those years, and now I'm married to a godly woman that, I mean, she is tailor-made for me, and I'm tailor-made for her to the glory of God. <laughs> Amen. So Mark chapter 5, verse 21, let's begin to Look at this story. It says, Now when Jesus had crossed over again by boat to the other side, a great multitude gathered to him, and he was by the sea. And behold, one of the rulers of the synagogue came, Jairus by name, and when he saw him, he fell at his feet and begged him earnestly, saying, My little daughter lies at the point of death. Come and lay your hands on her that she may be healed and she will live. So Jesus went with him and a great multitude followed him and thronged him. Now a woman, a certain woman, in the Greek it's wife, a certain wife had a flow of blood for 12 years. That's a long time to be suffering. Some people will say, well, that was God's lot for you. That's your lot in life. Thank God that she didn't listen to those demonic influenced people. And has suffered many things from many physicians. She had spent all that she had and was no better, but rather grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. For she said, if I only may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. Immediately, the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself the power had gone out of him, turned around in the crowd and said, who touched my clothes? But his disciples said to him, you see the multitude thronging you and you say who touched me and he looked around to see her who had done this thing but the woman fearing and trembling knowing what had happened to her came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth and he said to her daughter your faith has made you well go in peace and be healed of your affliction while he was speaking some came from the ruler of the synagogue's 
house who said, your daughter's dead. Why trouble the teacher any further? As soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, he said to the ruler of the synagogue, do not be afraid, only believe. He permitted no one to follow him except for Peter, James, and John, and the brother of James. Then he came to the house of the ruler of the synagogue and, and saw a tumult and those who wept and wailed loudly. And we came in, he said to them, why make this commotion and weep? The child is not dead, but sleeping. They ridiculed him, but he had put them all outside. He took the father and the mother of the child and those who were with him and entered where the child was lying. And then he took the child by the head and said to her, Talathi Kuma, which is translated, little girl, I say to you, arise. And immediately the girl arose and walked, for she was 12 years of age, and they were overcome with great amazement. He commanded them strictly that no one should know it and said that something should be given to her to eat. So as we think about this passage, I want to highlight a couple things before I let you go. How, did faith, how does faith come? Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Folks, if you want to increase your faith, you got to increase your hearing. That's why I'm telling you, you need to read the scriptures out loud. You need to read them mentally. You need to put on Bible reading um, dwell, dwell out where they're reading the scriptures. You need to listen to faith preachers and teachers. That's going to encourage your faith. If you need some encouragement, I can recommend some people that I trust. I can send you. They, some of them went to the same school that I did, and, and they will encourage your faith. But here, we see that Jairus, he was a man who was desperate for the healing of his daughter. Remember we said last week that you could use your faith for your children. His daughter was laying sick, and here he went to the Lord on the behalf of his daughter. So that, I, I'm going to tell you this. He probably, heard it, he probably heard Jesus healing people, and that's how faith came for him. He says, my little daughter, verse 23, lies at the point of death. Come and lay your hands on her that she may be healed and she will live. So this is Jairus. Faith. This is his faith. You then use. And he began to say, my faith. He says, come. She's at the point of death. I want you to come. If you'll come and lay your hands on her, she'll be here. Notice this is where her, his faith was. His faith was come and lay hands on her and she'll be healed. But notice this. He goes and on his way, on his way to the little girl, he goes to lay hands on her, right, as he multiplies, and he has this multitude, the multitude of people is all around her, around him, Jesus. And a certain wife, a woman, who had a flow of blood for 12 years. I imagine that perhaps the little girl, some scholars believe the little girl was 12. So there's a significance of 12 years of the little girl being sick, or not that she was sick for 12 years, but she was 12 years old. This woman had an issue, blood coming out of her for 12 years. And the Bible tells us in verse 27, when she heard about Jesus, so she heard the reports of Jesus healing. See, Jesus didn't just come and say, I'm the son of God. He came with power, demonstrated power. He was operating in the gifts of the spirit. He was flowing. He was ministering to the people. He was teaching them. He was preaching and he was healing, casting out devils. 
she heard about Jesus, she came behind the crowd and touched him. For she said, if I only may touch his clothes, I should be made whole. In the Greek, it, she kept saying, if I only can touch, if I only can touch, if I only can touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. She kept saying it. She re- so faith comes by hearing, but faith is released by action, by your words and by your action. And your words are part of your action, right? But releasing your faith is important. It's not just enough to say you believe. You got to act on what you believe. And this woman acted upon what she believed. She released her faith by saying, if I can touch. In the Greek, it's she kept saying it. She kept saying, if I only can touch the hems of his garment, if I only can touch his clothes, if I only can touch him, if I can touch the hem of his clothes, I will be made whole. She kept saying, remember what Jair said, come and lay your hands on her and she will live. So he released his faith by saying, you come and lay your hands on her. And the woman with the issue of blood said, if I touch him, I'll be made whole. And then Jesus says, who touched me? And the disciple says, wait a minute, you see all the, the multitude, they're all touching you. But power was released when the woman touched him with faith. When you pray for faith, things change. When you speak by faith or in faith, things change. I'm telling you, faith has the power to bring the, desire, the desires to pass. Verse 34, and he said to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed for your affliction. This woman took a healing. Remember what we said in Mark 11 when we were talking about the prayer of faith? He says the word, believe that you receive it. The word receive means to take. Believe that you take it. She took it by faith. She took it by force. She t- said, if I touch him, I'm going to be made whole. And when she touched him, what she had been confessing all along was manifested when she touched him. And when she touched the hem of the, the garment of Jesus, power was released. Notice all these people were touching Jesus, but nobody was touching him by faith. This woman touched Jesus by faith, and the power of God came and reversed the curse and destroyed the works of the enemy that was in her body for 12 years. One touch from Jesus can change your life forever. Faith in Jesus can change your life forever. And this woman heard about Jesus, so faith came, and she acted upon her faith by coming out. It was illegal for her to be out in the public in her condition. So by faith, she was walking in an arena that could have cost her her life. And she spoke what she believed God to do, and God did it. God manifested what she desired. And he continues and he goes and notice he he only selected a few disciples with him. Those who were of faith. He kicked out everybody out of this man's house. The, one, the little girl died. He told he said she's not dead. She's asleep. He, he, he spoke to her and, and, and he says, little girl, I say to you, arise. So Jesus used his faith. He came and laid hands on her. And the little girl came back to life and they ministered to her. I'm telling you, the power of faith. My time is getting away. I'm going to leave you with this. Faith must be released. So she acted upon what she believed. Jairus acted upon what he believed. 
and he said what he believed, she said what she believed. The very foundation of our faith must be rooted in the Word of God. Biblical facts is required in order to operate in faith. Let me say this again. Biblical facts are required to op to are required in order to operate in faith. So this week, this is what I want you to do. I want you to decide what you want from God that is consistent with a godly lifestyle. Whatever you desire to, from God, I want you to write that down. And I want you to find scriptures to support or that promises you the thing that you're believing for. And I want you to meditate on it. That's all I want you to do for this week. And then we'll talk about what to do. So this week, decide what you want or need. So say it's finances. So find scriptures that promise you, uh, reveal to you that God is a, is a provider. And, and write those scriptures down along with your desires and meditate over those things this week. And we'll talk, we'll take you the next step next week. Praise God. Father, I thank you for this word. Your word is life. Your word is healing. Your word is deliverance. Thank you, Jesus. If you're, here, you, if you're hearing me and seeing me and you want to receive Christ, I want to invite you to receive Christ as your Lord and your Savior. The Bible says, whosoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. So I give you this invitation to come to Jesus. Jesus has already died for your sins. You just have to receive him. I invite you to receive the living Christ, not just to accept that the fact that he was a real person, but to receive him by faith. So if that's you, you want to receive Christ, I want you to pray this prayer with me. Say, Father God, I come to you in Jesus' name. I believe that God raised Christ from the dead, that he died in my place, and he was raised for my justification, and I receive the finished work of the cross. I receive Jesus Christ by faith. Thank you, Father, for saving me in Jesus' name. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, make sure you contact us at info at kingdomlivingnj.org, info at kingdomlivingnj.org, so that we can send you some information about what's the next step. Praise God. We rejoice with you that the fact that you made Jesus the Lord of your life Again, if you're looking for a church home, we invite you to be a part of our church. Go to info at kingdomlivingnj.org. We will have a membership class, and we want you to be a part of it to learn about what we're doing here. God bless you. That concludes this week's message, and thank you very much for listening. For more information about Kingdom Living Ministries, please call us at 732-324-2200 or visit our website at kingdomlivingnj.org. Also, you can write to us by mail at P.O. Box 519, Rancocas, New Jersey, 08073. And lastly, if you would like to partner with this ministry through your prayers or financial support, contact us via email at partners at kingdomlivingnj.org. Our prayer is that this message has encouraged you to live out the kingdom of God daily in your life by your obedience to His Word. God bless you.